It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Hey, here we go. Hour number two of the show off and running with you here on this Wednesday. Some people like to call it hump day. Others for thousands of years have just been calling it Wednesday. Just like a lot of other things after thousands of years, uh, all of a sudden that's not good enough. (laughs) I'm just trying to make a joke. All right. Welcome in. I'm connected to you because of C Spire, the number one Network in Mississippi, Seaspire, customer inspired. One of our teams around here has got the toughest college football schedule coming up in 2022, according to somebody. Uh, I will um, show that to you and give you that information coming up. A lot of baseball talk in hour one, and some of that continuing. Um, and then I, I just finished the hour just to let you know, in case you're just tuning in. Uh, about the new docu-series regarding Coach Deion Sanders and Jackson State back to last year, kind of behind the scenes, how sick he was throughout the year, covers their season. and Those plays and, and all that kind of stuff. Bill, excuse me for 10 seconds. Just hold on 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six. <laughs> I'm back. <clears throat> Sound like you dropped the set out of your ring or something. Back there. I don't know what that was. <laughs> something fell. Yeah, but everybody's okay. Good. Could have been the cat tumbling down the stairs or something. For all we know, Chance uh, doing something. Yeah, it could be that too. Uh, so anyway, plenty of that to get into, and I got some information here for you. Um, and I'm coming to your comments too on the live stream. I haven't forgotten about you there on YouTube, Facebook, all that coming up. First, though, we're going to head over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Chris on line two. Hey, Chris, what's up? How you doing, Matt? I know Just everybody right. probably thinks after my prediction that I went like a turtle in the back in my shell the last couple of days, but that's not true. I've just been really busy. Um, I would like to say that this weekend was a little disappointing, and but I think we also have to preference that that was a really good picture we faced on Friday night. And Saturday, you're going to have games like that. But the last two games have been resilient. They've looked really good. And I think that everybody needs to calm down. I've seen it all over the place. Oh, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do Calm down. Two games. We lost two games to a really good team that'll be in the tournament. It's just how it's going to be. We're going to lose more four years over this. Yeah. So, <laughs> but also, I wanted to ask you a question. I haven't been able to follow exactly as much as I wanted to because I've been so busy. Has State committed an error this year? Hmm. So far, four games. Shoot, man, I don't know. I had to look up the stats. I can look it up for you. Well, if they haven't, then how many games is that that they have not committed an error? Yeah, going back to the World like Series last, last year. year. Because remember the, nar- remember the narrative in the world going into the World Series was that if they don't play clean, they won't win. Yeah. And then we accredited it, a lot of it to where they played an errorless college World Series. And, I mean, if that's the case, how good of a job has Chris Lamonis done to clean all that up mm-hmm. and to get it right? Looks like there's two, a it looks like there's two errors so far this year. Um, 
again, I don't know, I don't know what they are uh, or what they were specifically in any of these games, but I'm seeing, at least in terms of the overall stats, I'm seeing two errors. One for Tanner, Logan Tanner, and then one for um, Yeah, and then one for Skinner. Uh, let's see. Fielding. Yeah, and then there's really no way to sort of flesh it out as to exactly when or or how. But yeah, that's the only two, whatever those were. That's, that's the last thing. I, that's the last two things I want to say is how about our catcher, man? Yeah. That hose on Friday night. Oh, I know. Gracious, he didn't even, like, he's he just throws them out from one knee. And you notice that was the only time yeah. they tried him, and it was on Friday night. He threw them out, and they were like, <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> I mean, and that dude wasn't slow neither because mm. later on in the weekend you watched that kid run. That dude was not slow and got a good jump, and he was dead to rights before he even got halfway there. I was mm. like, good gracious. I wish I could throw like that. But, I mean, and the other thing is, is hey, I, I want to praise Chris Lamonis. Yeah, you had a bad weekend, but guess what? I mean, you were pulling all the right strings. I'm proud to see it. I mean, I'm glad we have a coach that's not scared to make moves. Because back when, back when John Cohen... And I, I love Ron Polk, always have. And they were sometimes they were scared to make moves and bullish on not doing it. And Chris Lamonis is not like that. He's going to go with the person that's playing the best. Mm-hmm. And Tanner Leggett, that's the one that hit the, that hit that base hit to win the game in the World Series against Texas, right? Yes. I thought for some reason I thought he was a senior last year, but I'm glad he's back and. I mean, hey, if Lane Forsythe's not going to hit, looks like we may have found a shortstop. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You know, and Lane's such a young player, and he's been such an outstanding fielder. And and anybody, you know, you would kind of expect if they're defense first, they're a shortstop, that's good. You know, it may take them a while to get used to that level of pitching. It's just like the way I worded it earlier, Chris, is – Tanner Leggett's, if he keeps this up, he's going to force their hand. He's going to put the coaching staff in a position where they don't have a choice to make. They're going to have to play him. Look, it's you're four games in. We don't know. They've seen this great big body of work of all these guys, both those we're talking about, Lane Forsyth, Tanner Leggett, all practicing every scrimmage, every workout, every meeting, what their grades are, what their work ethic is, how they do in it. And in game work and all, they've got this big body of stuff they've evaluated. So there's something that's led to it. We just, this is what we do know, okay, is Tanner Leggett has not started a game yet. He's played in three games so far this year. He leads your team in batting yeah. average, okay, but he's had, he's had six at-bats and he leads the team in home runs. <laughs> he's a had, little dude too. I mean, he ain't big as anything. He's he's had six at bats. He's three for six and two. Every one of his hits are extra base hits. Two home runs and a double, and has driven in five I mean, runs. If that, if that continues, if they're not going to play him at shortstop, they're going to have to find somewhere to put him on the field. That's there's it. no way they're going to keep him all. I mean, it just it just can't work. But I mean, hey, it's a new year, and I'm glad to see it. Glad to have baseball back. And last night that was a seven inning game. Why? Because they moved it. I mean, yesterday or because it was seventeen to one. Seventeen to one. They ten run rule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure because I turned it on at the end of it because I forgot it was eleven o'clock and I turned it on and it was going off. I was like, good grace. Yeah. So, but have a great day. All right. Talk to you later this week. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you.
Yeah, yeah Leggett's, Leggett's working into having a – he needs a position. Yeah. If he keeps it up, it's going to happen. Um, tie for the team lead in RBIs. He's got six at-bats in those starts. And, you know, it's just such a – it's just such a contrast. Now, you know, Forsyth is – ten at-bats, he's got two hits, drove in a couple of runs. Two total bases, but four strikeouts in ten at bats so far. That's the thing, you know. We're we're not even into the we're not even up to thirty, forty at bats yet. We're we're in ten to fifteen category, and uh, so it's so early. But you know, you, you go to the plate ten times. He struck out four times. Um, and to be fair, Leggett, you know, in six at bats, we're talking about having three hits, but he struck out once in six, so. You know, maybe some strikeouts are going to happen. They're going to have to weigh it. And they're not anywhere near, I think, yet making final decisions on all that stuff. But it's just like we say, that he's going to continue and he's really going to kind of force their hand. You know, he's batting 500. Um, Cumbest, this is something I don't think anybody thought you'd see here at the beginning of the year. In terms of starters, Cumbest is your leading hitter. He's the only player on the team who has started all four games batting over 400 right now. Cumbus at 417. He's 5 for 12 in a year, got a double. You know, so he's got a double, four singles, a couple of RBIs, four strikeouts built in there also. Uh, so he's at the top. And then James at 364. Um, Hancock and Quarter, both 333. And of course, like we're saying, it's early. Porter has a home run. He crushed that home run he hit on Sunday. Just absolutely mashed it. All right. Uh, let's see. Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Matt, will you be in Pearl when the dogs play Southern Miss? I am planning on being there, Jackson. Um, when we get to that day, we'll get some details out so that if you're there, maybe I can get to see you and shake your hand, put a face with a name. Uh, I don't know. i got to look it up. It's coming up pretty soon. And then uh, Grumpy said, Matt, speaking of catching, Grumpy believes that Luke Hancock threw someone out yesterday also. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he gunned somebody down. All right, let's hit the phones, and then we'll get to my guest who's here. Back over to the phone line, line one, Lynn, hanging on. Thanks for calling, Lynn. What's up? How about it, Matt? Hey, I, uh, you know, I, I heard we're talking about we, we talked some about Moves and Leggett and all that. What Lamos has done, and we you touched on it earlier. You remember last year there was about a two-game stretch where we did take Rowdy out of the leadoff spot because he wasn't hitting, mm-hmm. and we probably put him back. Yeah, it didn't take uh, long to get him back in there. Is, now my point is, Lamonis will make the coaching staff has proven they'll make the moves, mm-hmm. and if the moves don't work, they'll do something different than that. I, I don't think we got to worry about that. We can rest, rest easy knowing that he's going to do what needs to be done there. And as far as Leggett, what I was thinking is, Bailey's the kid's just a gamer. He's just a kid that he practices to a level, and then when, then when it's game time, he's a different he's a different animal. But right. there are those guys like that, I believe. I, I think I'm right about that. You know better than I do. But, yeah. Uh, well, I'll say I, this, Lynn. I, that does exist. And it is tough on coaches. I mean, it, it's tough on 
coaches. And I will say, too, a lot of your better players, especially in football, a lot of your better players are are the gamer types. You know, when Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State, Dak was never a phenomenal practice player. You know, a if he was gonna if he was gonna have a bad day, he had it at practice. You know, he missed throws and he was never perfect, and uh, he he was always focused and into it and loud and screaming and yelling and motivating guys and all this. He was always, but he didn't always practice great. But man, then the lights would come on on Saturdays and he'd go out and just dominate teams. You know, it's like it cleared up for him, and that's kind of what you want. And I'll say this too, I. I really like Lane Forsyth, and and you talk about an unbelievable job he did last year as a freshman, just settling that shortstop role and defending, and, and of course he even had some big hits in the uh, College World Series. But just look at the two swings for Tanner Leggett this year where he hit the ball out of the park. Those are two swings. You don't see those kinds of swings from Lane Forsyth. You just don't. Um, and Leggett's been hitting home runs and scrimmages. And one of the big preseason scrimmages before the season got here, the difference in the ball game was he hit a three-run home run, I think, in the ninth inning of one of those. So he's he, – so basically what I'm saying is they're going to get to a point where they are going to evaluate, I think, does he give us, at least as a baseline, the same type of defense that we would get out of a lane Forsyth, because if he does, he's going to be better than just a 200 hitter. And with that, some of them are going to get out of the yard. And that may be worth taking a chance on, especially, you know, as old as he is and as young as Forsyth is. Does that make sense? Did we lose Lynn? I think we lost Yeah, him. he uh, he dropped. There. Well, Lynn, I know you're listening. So He was driving. I think he said he was coming through Montgomery. Oh, okay. The old stomping grounds. All right. I got somebody here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, named Annabeth. Yep, you knew it was coming, didn't you? I like it. I do, too. So, a minute ago... You, you heard, you you got heard here, something fall. And I heard, gonna... crash, bang, well, pow! <laughs> Well, listen. Drop the set out of his ring. I mean, yeah. Bill, <laughs> if you could talk to Matt what about the fact that he's 6'6 six, six and I'm 5'2. Oh, no. And he put all the stuff up in on top of the refrigerator in the cabinet. He put some big thing on top of the crock pot. It's a f- electric skillet. Bill, and I have the I, same thing in my house. My wife is. is I can't reach it, and I'm not getting a chair. And I'm like, well, I can just grab it. Oh, well, no. no, that whole thing fell on the floor. Did it break? The top cracked. Well, no, time out. Let me back up. Were you okay? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not putting anything in the crock pot. I'm over it. Wait a minute. I was gonna co- put something. No, in. T- no, 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 no. Done. Time out. Are you saying first of all? Let's back up. Is the skillet okay? I mean, it looks fine. It was okay. the top that fell. That's the what top you heard. Part. Okay. Did I grabbed, I was able to balance the crock pot plus the other thing on top of that over my head. But the head. top fell off. Okay. Yeah. Did you so, get the crock pot out? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm over it. You're not going to use it? No. I was going to do some chicken and yeah, why I'm, would, I'm not doing it now. I'm, I'm just, just curious though. Like, why would you decide? I don't not know. To? I just, 
everything fell and I got flustered. I got flustered. <laughs> and I just thought, did well, you put it back or are you waiting for no, me to put it back? No, I did not. You can do it. And you can okay. find so, another place for that stupid whatever you call that. It's an electric skillet. Well, it was a gift it, from your dad. It wasn't a gift. It was just something that he had at his house. Uh, and then he, it wasn't maybe re-gifted. He just didn't want it because <laughs> it's too big. There's no space in our kitchen for it. I think it's just right. It's just right for chopping up sausage, turning it on, throw it in there, put the lid on it, and let it fry. Well, you can move it up to your office. <laughs> Might actually make it smell good in here. Well, then that'll be a great place. You for know it. how good this studio would smell if I had electric skillet and a little fridge with sausage. I could just throw it in there when I want, and well, then a coffee maker. I will maker. order the fridge today for you to put in here, and you can keep that skillet I don't have here. Much room in here, but yeah, a coffee a maker. Deal. Maybe she should put like a Keurig coffee maker in here, too. Oh, gosh, Bill. In one of those cups where I can put my own in it. Now we're talking. We're talking man cave here now. I can get um, <laughs> coffee from High Point Roasters, grind it up, put it in the little, you know, homemade deal that goes into Keurig. I'm trying to talk Matt into actually adding on and doing a bigger studio because he has so much stuff. Yeah. I really think you need to do that. Well, really, there's no question of a need to do it. No, it, you need to do it. There's a question of just need to make it happen. How do we fund that need? That's my question. It's called strike while the iron is hot, Matthew. In just other do words, it. don't ask yeah, questions. While she's saying do it, yeah. just do it. Just I do think, it. I think she's so. Right. I really um I came on the show to tell everyone what a great dad and father you were at the father daughter ball last night. It was fun. Father daughter dance ball. Mm. Did you already talk about it? I have not. Well, our church put it on, and Matt has not been feeling his best. I know y'all have heard that the last few days. He's taking an antibiotic. He's not contagious or anything. He's just got some sinus stuff, and he's not feeling good. But he sucked it up because Mary Liddy was ready to go and said, Oh, Daddy, are you too sick to go? Are you not going to be able to <laughs> she go? She was being so nice about it. She said, Daddy, I understand if you don't feel good enough to go. And... I was thinking to myself, this is her way of kind of letting me know she really doesn't want me to miss this. And I didn't she want to really miss it. Didn't want it. it was a 50s theme. So she had on her pink ladies jacket, like grease, and the church was decorated. It was so cute. Music and really good food. And I got to go and um, talk to the girls about a few things. They asked me to come speak. So that was fun. Talked about inner beauty and making sure you're not concentrating on outward appearance only and anyway the best part of the night may have been bill and we've got pictures we don't have video sadly of matt limboing <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was the tallest one there he usually is the tallest person wherever he okay. goes and he got pretty low and, i was pretty impressed and the you know, the guy that won was the little, shortest guy there. He's won a little it. shorter. Yeah. He's a great guy. Great guy. Okay. And Matt really got low for his height. I, my, like, my showing was very respectable. It in the was. I want to give you that. Because, look, no joke. I walked up to the last bar and I actually got under it and was coming out from under it. My head barely touched it. it and like, you're good. out. Okay. Good. But that one, I walked up to it and I honestly, I looked to see. I could. I had a great chance of just pull, putting my leg up yes. and stepping over it. That's yes. how low I could have e stepped over it. That would have been easier. Easier than going under it. Yeah, maybe next time. That's and I had good. a very good showing. And then, of course, and I told them before we started this, and because the short guy was next to me, and I said to him and others, "We got to have a way of 
kind of judging this on a curve. Yeah, it didn't seem very fair. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, but it was fun, and you and Mary Liddy got to dance, and and I I was excited for y'all. It was a fun night. It was great, and Bill. She, we had a uh, we had a uh, we had a very notable uh, featured speaker mm-hmm. at the daddy daughter. It wasn't a notable dance last featured night. speaker. It was just me. It was Annabelle. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a notable She did a great job. Parents of the year. Oh, yeah. And her message was outstanding. You know, it's a room full of dads and daughters, but the message was to all these little girls and daughters, and her message was about, and, and it was a, a biblical message, backing it up with Scripture, about how, you know, who you are and what you are is not in any way related to your outward appearance. Right. It's in your heart. It's that's what God looks at. Kind of like when he sent Samuel to choose David. He told Samuel, even though Samuel probably already knew, he told him, look, I'm not looking at things on the outward appearance like right. you. I'm looking at the heart. So was, I'll tell you when you see the right one. And that was a great message last night. Well, it was, a, it was a really sweet night. I was glad I got to be a part of it because moms aren't invited to this. So I felt really <laughs> special that I got to see what y'all do. Let me tell you something. Mm-mm. Mary Liddy had an absolute blast bill she drank a coke for the first time we don't let her drink coke <laughs> oh boy they, she, had, they had coke floats and she thought she had hit the jackpot she took a sip of that real coke and looked at annabeth and said how have you not let me have this to this point <laughs> it was great all right <clears throat> good times we're gonna have an interesting phone conversation in just a second also coming up so i hope y'all stick around for that we are here in the bureau the farm bureau insurance studio I'm Matt. She's Annabeth. Bill's here. Thank goodness you're here. We'll have more when we come back. Stick around. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! The home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau. We're here in the Bureau, connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Annabeth is here. Uh, we were talking about a lot yesterday and today about Tanner Leggett. You know, state baseball fans, how could we not? Now, we've been talking about him ever since last summer, <laughs> specifically since that Texas game and that walk-off moment. Um, there's a lot going on because he's swinging a hot bat every chance he's gotten at the plate as a as a as a non-starter he's making good on it and he's even got the coach coach Lamonis talking in the press conference yesterday basically saying look if he keeps this up he's you know that's what good players do they they force your hand on stuff and right now he's just playing lights out every chance he gets and he came to state from junior college went to Northwest Mississippi uh, Community College he's from Raymond. And he is a senior this year. And on the Divinity Equipment phone line is Bobby Allen, who coached him in junior college at Northwest. Bill's giving me all this information, and Coach Allen called us. Bobby, thanks for calling us. Good to hear from you. What's up? Well, hey, Matt. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I wasn't with him at Northwest. I was at Central Hines. Academy. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So that uh, was before was like Juco. Was in high school. Okay. Right. Right. And I spent like 42 years in the education state of Mississippi. And 28 public school, 14 private, and my last 11 were at Central Hines. And I just I just want to say something about Tanner. Okay. Uh, the kid I watched him grow up from like the second grade, and 
he he's just one of those kind of kids. He he's quiet, but he's a natural born leader, and he's going to be successful in whatever he does. And just a couple things I can tell you about him. We were in the dugout at St. Al in a big ball game, and one of our batters got hit, and a bunch of kids started telling our pitcher, hit the next batter, and all that, and Tanner looked at him and said, hey, guys, how about let's just win the game? You know, that's, that's the kind of kid he is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, somebody called a while ago and said, you know, he may just be a gamer. The boy worked hard at everything he did, every time he took the field. And he's the only kid that I've come in contact with in all my years in education. I also had the opportunity to referee high school and college basketball for 30 years. But he played in the all-star football game. He played in the all-star basketball game, the all-star soccer game, and the all-star baseball game. Good grief. Is that right? So the boy's an athlete, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't big as a minute. But uh, he played quarterback for us in football and just – took the games over. Hmm. I mean, he just a phenomenal way he ran and could throw the doggone ball. Um, and what, kind basketball, of, what kind of offense were they, I'm just curious, did they run in, in for his high school team? Was it like, you know, option, wing tee, pro style? I'm just curious. It, it was It was the pro style offense. You know, okay. they, um, sometimes he was under center. Generally, he was, you know, he was back. Okay. Um, right. But he, uh, he, He's one of those kids he could just see the field in any sport. And I think he still holds the record. He he started for our soccer team from the seventh grade all the way to the twelfth. And he was the highest scorer in the history of the MAIS in soccer. And uh just we won four straight state championships, went sixty one and one in that stretch and that type of thing. And he was one of the main reasons we did it in that sport. Wow. So He's he's a competitor. You know, mm-hmm. that's all he wants to do is compete. And, you know, last year in the World Series when he got that hit, uh, everybody was su- surprised. I was not surprised because he'd been working his entire life for that moment. And, we, you know, he's, he's, if he gets the opportunity, you know, uh, I'm like everybody else. You're not going to be able to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's interesting, uh, Bobby, is Coach Shanks, um, you know, yep. C- Coach Doug Shanks. Last, I know him well. I hired him. Right, <laughs> right. And and you're going to – he said the same thing you're saying. He called us here on the show last July after the College World yep. Series. We were doing a show, We get and he called us and, and basically said some of the same things. He said, when, he, when I saw that he was coming up in that situation in ninth inning, I knew – he said, Coach Shanks said, I knew what was about to happen. And he said, and then everybody yeah. else acts surprised. I knew he was going to do it because I've been around him enough to know that's just what he does, you know. And yeah, that, and, and that's right. That's interesting. Well, Shanks is a great, great guy, great baseball coach, and he was our coach at Central Lions at the time right. when Tanner came through. Yeah. But uh, Is he still holding that soccer record, I wonder? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel sure he is because I've never seen anybody do what he did. And I don't know what the numbers were. I just know it was high. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was just, it was nothing for him to score three goals, four goals in one game. <laughs> uh, Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, he, he just wants his hand eye coordination, his, the way he moved his feet, you know. I mean, obviously playing football, basketball, uh, soccer, and baseball, 
it's just, you know, phenomenal because he's not going to get to put in the time in the weight room and that type of thing that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just, it, it's just natural ability. I mean, he, he was he was phenomenal to me in high school. And, yeah. and the other thing is I was headmaster at the time when he was in, in high school. And he was one of those kind of kids around school. You never knew he was there. You know, he just uh, quiet, went about his business, made good grades, didn't get in trouble. You know the, the whole deal, yeah. and uh, he just—you know—he deserves anything he might get. His dream has always been play pro baseball. Okay, you know, I don't know if he'll make it or not, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I know this. He—you know—six at bats to start his senior year. Hadn't started a game yet. Six at bats. He's got two home runs and a double. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know it's like. And then I watch. I guess it was the Sunday game. I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was the Sunday game against Long Beach. He's in there short towards the end of the ball game. They hit a really tough angle ground ball in the six hole there between third and short. He's got to go way yep. over in the hole and turns it around and makes a strong throw on his back foot, throws a guy out, and you just saw that and went, man, this guy yep. is this guy is on fire right now. And yeah, you know he is and. You know, he, he started some games probably his sophomore year, more so than uh, his junior year. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, I, I think, honestly and truly, he's just now really coming into his own to where he'll he'll have that opportunity. And I just I hope Coastal Lamont, you know, at least gives him the opportunity. Yeah. Well, he's uh, I know this. He's going to give him an opportunity for sure, and he, uh, he keeps making good on it. He'll put him in there. Um, yeah. I hope yeah. it happens. So we'll see. Well, hey, you know, I, it, those other kids are good to foresight. Yeah, all those kids can play. No doubt. I mean, you know, they're just, you know, so it's, a, I would think it's a battle every day at practice. I would think so too. And, you know, the other thing too about it, coach, is just the difference in a sophomore versus a senior. And that kind of yeah. goes yeah. for any sport. It's like it's not a knock on the sophomore, it's just that. Man, seniors, especially those fourth, fifth-year guys, they just look at it. Yeah. They look at the whole world differently than the second-year yeah, guy in high fifth, school. He's a fifth-year. Right. Yeah, he's a fifth-year guy because of the COVID. Yeah. So, I just remember, uh, I, you know, I didn't do the baseball. I played football in college. And I just – I still right. can pretty vividly remember how different everything felt. My senior year when I stepped on the field and I look around and go, man, I'm the oldest guy out here. <laughs> and how comfortable – not comfortable, but just how much – slower everything was around me by that time than it was two or three years earlier, you know, when, you know, I was on the field with guys that I had been watching on TV and I was even still a little starstruck with some of my own teammates, (laughs) you know, that's a whole different mindset. So, yeah, well, they just, one of those kids, I think everything's in slow motion to him, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so all I can do is wish you in the best. Which Mississippi State the best. Right. Hey, thank you so much for calling me, Coach. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, call me anytime. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, Hey, I got all the information so wrong, but. uh, No, no, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Because I was trying to answer the phones and talk to him, too. Yeah, that's fine. So he coached him at Central Hines. Yeah, Central Hines, yeah. And, um, and of course, um, we talked last year to Coach Shanks who also called him. It's just so, I tell you, it's really interesting to me where we find ourselves in this conversation about Tanner Leggett. 
you know, maybe it's us because of where we are. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it's so interesting that for a, a, a baseball program like State wins its first national championship. And basically, you could argue it's one, if not one of two, of maybe the top iconic moments in that entire World Series is his walk-off hit against Texas. Everybody talks about it. Everybody remembers it. When I asked the head coach, Lamonis, I'm asking about, you know, um, you know, uh, this home run or this particular, and he goes, no, for me it was the legged hit. And I'm thinking, well, Tanner wasn't even a starter in any of those lineups. He wasn't a starter for most of the year. And then after that, it's this thing that stands out that he did, and Coach Shanks calls us and tells us, I coached him, I knew he was going to do it. You know, here we are this year. Start this season. They need people to step up. It's not really starters who've really stepped up a big deal and surprised anybody. It's him in six little old at-bats. <laughs> He's hit two home runs and a double. And, you know, and then makes a great play in, in the field. Now we're all talking about Tanner Leggett. There's articles being written out there going, Tanner Legend, Tanner Legend. He's gotten this nickname, Tanner Legend. You know, and, then, and now Coach Allen calls in and tells us some more information I didn't know. He played in the statewide, what, all-star game his senior year in football, in basketball, in baseball, and in soccer. And, oh, by the way, holds a state record for goals scored in soccer. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me. All he does is play sports. <laughs> Constantly. And he's not even a starter. I know. I'm just saying I've never gone through anything like this where this one guy sort of jumps on the tip of everybody's tongue he didn't even start. He's a backup. <clears throat> maybe not for long. Yeah, maybe not for long. But remember, what, remember what happened with Lou Gehrig? He got put in the game because yeah. the guy got hurt and he never came out. Yeah, Wally Pip was the guy. Wally Pip. Yep. He got hurt and then in comes Gehrig and you never saw Wally Pip again. And never heard about him again. Right. Um, anyhow, the soccer thing. So I, I got to look that up. Does he still hold the record? We got a story on our hands there if that's what's going on. He said on. it was 61 and 61 and 1 in the soccer thing. Is that what they said? Something like that. Yeah, they won a bunch of championships. Goodness. <clears throat> yeah. And, that's, and he was a lights out quarterback in football, also. Well, that's cool. And you know, you got to any good. Just pick your sport, Tanner. Pick well, and you got to have some old guys that are part of your leadership on pretty much any good team. Older guys are just better leaders. That's the way it works. A guy who's been around a little more, so when things get a little hairy, young guys are kind of like, oh, should I say something? I don't know if I should. And here comes this old guy that says, hey, listen, stop talking a minute and listen. And and here we go. You kind of hit the reset button, and you know, okay, we're going to listen to him. You got to have one of those. Could be him. He doesn't always have to be a starter. I enjoyed that a lot. More news and uh, sports and entertainment with the homecoming queen when we come back in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.
Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Well, look at here. We are back. And uh, the homecoming queen is in the studio here with us also. Always glad when she's able to join the show so we get a real professional speaking oh. voice. Oh, yes, of course. Going here on the show. People always request her voice. Your voice is professional, Matt. Mine is not. Wrong, 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 wrong. I'm going to Stark Vegas tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I got to see the vet. Champ has a checkup. Okay, well, Champ. Sp- speaking of Stark Vegas, uh, something you might have missed that happened in Stark Vegas yesterday during the baseball game. And I'm going to tell you what that is right now. Oh. Because Bill found the audio. Okay. All right. So Jim Ellis is doing radio. Right. On the And he's the play-by-play announcer. Right. Most of the time, Jay Powell, former major leaguer, uh, helps him and does color analysis on the radio with Jim. But when Jay can't be there, he coaches Ron Polk. Oh, yeah. Legendary coach sits down with Jim on yes. the radio. Yes. So that was the scenario yesterday. <laughs> G- State was ahead like 12 to nothing. Jim stepped away during a commercial break. I guess maybe go to the restroom or go to the, you know get some water or something. And didn't make it back in time for the inning to start. So it left Coach Polk sitting there. Having by to, himself. By himself. We're back on the air. He's, he's got to do Jim's job. And he's not really used to doing the yeah. play-by-play. He's no. the color guy. He's just the... He tells you why things happen. Okay. He, you know, okay. So it put him in position okay. of having to call baseball and states up 12 nothing, And it sounded like this. Go ahead, Bill. At the top of the fourth inning, the Bulldogs leading Arkansas Pine Bluff 12 to nothing, And we're now in the top of the fourth, and Arkansas Pine Bluff is trying to scratch a, a run here because we do have a 10-run rule in this particular ball game after seven. But this ball is scorched here. That just hit a home run. Yep. Hans just hit a home run. <clears throat> right center field. I think the ball hit one of the chairs and right center field and came back in the field. I didn't know if it hit the top of the fence or not, but uh, that was a well-hit ball by Braylon Hans. A home run to right center field. High, high, high line, not a line drive, but a high fly ball. Just cleared the fence by a little bit. First pitch. Okay, so you got to call a home run, I got to run, call coach? a home run. I didn't get too excited about it, but it was a home run. <laughs> First pitch, swinging strike. We're in the top half of the fourth inning. That was Hintz that hit the home run. Hintz, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see it, Coach. Well, it uh, it happened quick, but it was a high fly ball. It, was <laughs> it happened quick. It was an ear for a towering one. Towering. A towering, towering home run. Home run. <laughs> Towering. You didn't say that? Nope. Big just said, oops, there goes a ball. There's another. There's a high fly ball. You're, you're going to start calling the game on <laughs> Who's going to get it? Okay. You didn't say that? <laughs> and he got Jim off track, and then you hear a crack, and he goes, there's another one right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I have to say, I thought that was entertaining. I think they should let him do it more often. I'm telling you. I Let just, him do play by play. Yeah, just just swap, you know, swap up every <laughs> once in a while. That was really good. Uh, this is, there's something that's Jim there's something said, that's kind of endearing about that. That is. was really good. Jim said, "Yeah, I missed it." And then he's like, "Well, yeah, it happened pretty quick." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, he's great. one of those that says... How old is he, Matt? I mean, oh, he's in his he's, 80s. Yeah, I was about to say, he's um, probably in his 80s. Or, or maybe a, 
about to turn 80. He's right around 80, I think. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's hit the phone line. Here's another voice you'll recognize. Okay. Gator Greg. <gasps> chomp, chomp. What's Gator up, Greg? Gator Greg. Well, hey, well, Mr. Wyatt, let, I'm, I don't want to talk about baseball. I'm gonna, and I know you checked out of the basketball, so let's let's find some <laughs> ground. I know why you want to talk basketball. I know why. Well, we'll we'll, I, well, you know, it's March March Madness coming up, and we'll we'll talk football. Just a couple of quick questions because you 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 tied in with SEC football. Uh, let's see. First thing, uh, Harson. Harson's got to have what the hottest seed in America coming into next year. Uh, what do you think about Auburn's uh, chances next year? I mean, of him keeping his job. I mean, I would imagine he'd have to probably go, you know, with the people at Auburn, maybe nine and three to keep his job. And then I just want to know uh, now that Chiswick is gone from SEC uh, Network to uh, work for uh, what Mac Brown is his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Do you think the, uh, they're going to hire Mullen? And bring him in full time to replace. Him. You know, I know you. We got plenty of time to talk about baseball. You're not going to go 55 and one. The Gators are not going to go 54. <laughs> so let's let's talk football and common ground. And then also, Ty Bow Michaels. I thought he did a great job in the Super Bowl. He's going to Amazon next year. Mm-hmm. Tell me, do you think uh, Sean Payton or Sean McVay or Troy Aikman is going to be his partner? Because uh, you get into that a little bit. Uh, let's talk about that. And homecoming queen, you're doing a great job. Hey, Gator Enjoy Greg. Enjoy your trip to Spartan Vegas tomorrow. Aww. Appreciate you. Thanks, Greg. He got a lot in there, didn't he? He did. Hey, he oh, doesn't. By the way, uh, by the way, Coach Folk is 78. Okay. 78. 78. January okay. 12th. January 12th. 78. Perfect. Gator Greg always lays it out. He's so organized he in his thoughts. Around. He has the best questions. He's been thinking about it for two hours, yeah, and then he calls got, in. And, and he's like, hey, this is what I want to know, and here's what it is. Number one, I do agree with you, Greg. Harson's got to win at least nine games next year at Auburn, or they will make a change. I think his coaching staff needs to know that. Number two, Mullen is made for television. Uh, look, and I'm not a – he and I aren't warm and fuzzy. He doesn't care about me one way or the other, but I'm not warm and fuzzy towards him either. I'm just telling you what I see on TV. He's made for television. If, if the SEC Network can hire him, they will. Um, it's just a matter of does he get right back into coaching. And I think it will be Sean Payton. He's already that'll join Al Michaels and calling NFL games on Amazon because he's already hinted at doing television. And I think it's what he'll do. I think he'll be with Al Michaels and it'll be dynamite. Those two together will be outstanding. It's just my opinion. <clears throat> so there you go, Greg. It's always good to hear from you. And he's right. Football may be a little more common ground, but are the Gators doing really well in they, basketball? Well, is not that... not great, but they knocked off number one Auburn. And Michael White is their he's coach, coach, the guy from Ole Miss, mm-hmm. former Ole Miss guy. Yeah. He's been there a while. He has. He's doing a good job, for sure. Okay, I got one for you, Annie. Okay. You know how we've been going back and watching old sitcoms? Yeah. Yeah. Home Improvement, Different Strokes, all this. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. On this day, February 23rd, 1985, mm-hmm. you were just a young whippersnapper, but you'll remember this. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The TV show... Well, this TV show was broadcast live before a studio audience, and it was the first TV sitcom to go live on television since the 1950s. It was this show. Give me a break. You knew it! Yes! Give me a break. Yeah, I love that show. I loved her. Wasn't she great? Mm -hmm. And could sing. I've forgotten about that show. It's a great show. Yeah. Nell Carter. Nell, yeah. Born in Birmingham, Alabama. I, I loved that show. 
instead of pretending. I don't remember much about the blast from the past. That's a good one. Okay, so that was the original open, and she sang the theme song to her own show, kind of like. Uh, That's pretty good. Kind of like Chuck. What's his name? The. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris sang his own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did? not quite sing that well, though. But she's a real singer. Here's when they did, like, the later version of the intro, and she really sang it. Oh, I remember this. You do remember this one, too? I do. I didn't remember this one as much. Give me a break. I do. Now I know what it takes. She's good. She's good. Come on! She's good. That's great. Sing it, Nell! I just want to get to the end. It's almost over. It's almost over. Oh, man. We're almost there. Big finish coming up here. Come on, Nell, sing it. Yes, I remember that one, too. She's good. I'm telling you, man, she could sing the phone book. Sadly, she passed away in 2003 in Beverly Hills, California. But uh, born in, uh, back in the, yeah, born back in the 40s in Birmingham, Alabama. She could absolutely sing. She could let it rip. It was a cute, it was a really cute show. I have completely forgotten now, about it. We need to pull it back up and watch it. Mary Liddy would probably like it. She would. She would. I tell you this, Bill, we've gone back and started watching all the, from the yeah. beginning of Different Strokes. Ooh. With Arnold and Willis. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? So, so and, cute. And they had Mike, did we, who was on it? Who was the boxer that was on it the other night? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad I mean, Ali. it's just got great, great shows. It is on the show. Yeah. Um, and I had forgotten, number one, how funny Arnold was in that oh, show. Yeah. So the writers gave him the best stuff. I've cackled out loud. It's so funny. We, we really enjoyed going back and watching that. Um, this is for you, Bill. It was on the same page. I just thought I'd hand this to you. You might remember it. <laughs> uh, on American Bandstand on this day back in 1960, Bobby Comstock and the Counts performed their version of Jambalaya. Okay. I'd never heard this before. Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go. Me on my own. Me gotta go. Hold the room down the bayou. All I had ever heard was the Hank Williams version of this. Like oh, the country. A lot of people have, lot of people have redone that song. Yeah. You'll recognize it now. Time makes me hungry. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Of course, Hank Jr. did it too. <clears throat> of course. Yeah. See, I got playing these songs and Facebook muted me because yeah, they did, yeah. Because they're worried about whatever. So sorry. Having to Facebook. pay rights. Having to pay the rights. Yeah. They won't pay that stuff. <laughs> they can afford it. Stick it, Facebook. Yeah, as long as you don't play the whole thing, you know. <laughs> That's it. We're just playing a little bit of so it. So those are your two throwbacks well, for the but, day. But see, this is the version that I always I had ever heard yeah. of Jambalaya it was the Hank Williams version. Hank Williams. Yeah, which right. is very country. And it's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now that one will really get you in trouble. On the guy who writes the song, you know, is the guy that does it the best. And he wrote that version of it. Oh yeah. Show did. Well, there you go. Yeah, a little look back. A little throwback on today. Well, you're always telling me to stay in my lane and do some me- sports. Yeah, I like memory. We threw lane. it back and it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good. It's fun. Yep. 
Well, boys and girls, that'll wrap it up for today. And the best we can do is come back manana and do it all over again. Annabeth, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Well, thanks for having me, guys. For Bill and for Annabeth, I'm Matt. We'll see y'all tomorrow. 